Hey there, Sean. Hey, Pierce. How's it going? It's pretty okay. All right. That means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's do it. Let's start this. Happy holidays. That's a that's a thing now. Uh, as I as I mentioned, I mentioned last week that we were heading into Thanksgiving, which uh, was the the time of year when I uh, I lost the moral high ground on whether or not it was acceptable to uh, to play Christmas music. Uh, but mm-hmm. we have now reached the stage of the year. We are recording this on December first, which in my own personal little world is the day where it's you know where it's good to go so you know if if you've been uh if you've been worried about playing your christmas songs around me go ahead starting today also you have super limited opportunity to do so because uh, you know i live alone and it's pandemic um (laughs) but uh you know we we had a fun we had a fun uh realization right before we started recording that uh Pierce and I have both uh watched Moneyball recently mm-hmm. like in in yes. my case uh earlier today recently um but you also revealed something uh, much scarier. Uh, so last night, yeah, I watched Return of the Jedi, and let me tell you, I was dreading watching that because it's fun as a a a young person, but as an adult, I fear that it is not going to age well. It was fine. Here's the problem: there's a movie that follows in chronological order of of their release. It's the Phantom Menace. That is not a good movie. I've seen it once. It is apparently not good. I, I don't remember how I felt about it back in the day when I was probably like 11. But uh, I'm I'm going to go back to that well. And that's a bad movie. But sometimes you can enjoy bad things. And, I mean, fortunately for us, um, we have an expert, which is Max, in enjoying bad things, especially movies. I mean, Max, do you want to do you want to give some credentials? I think there's one specifically. It's actually something you prepared for our site one time. I I did prepare a <laughs> a write-up of all of the Nicolas Cage movies that were streaming on Netflix at the time. Um cuz of course I had watched them. Um <laughs> I think I think I I I consume a good bit of um bad media i think we'll we'll get into it at some point i think there's a we may have to define bad media and then we also may have to define when you convince your brain maybe that bad media is good media there's things that kind of cross cross back and forth and so we'll talk about those as well and i think that you have some strength it sounds like in the media in terms of of movies uh you know fictional film type thing and then also um it sounds like reality TV too, but you you consume enough TV and movie type media, and and, and music. You know this is 
And, and oh, that's really unfortunate. Because we will absolutely be talking about bad music that I enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> but, and this is, I think, juxtaposed in a lot of ways to something Kevin was excited about. But I think the excitement for the badness is very different. And that is our beloved NFC East. Um, which <laughs> who, this who, is, year, who is R and what does beloved mean? I mean, Kevin and Kevin and I have two out of the four of us have NFC East affiliations. That's... Yeah, yeah, we have deep affiliations. Well, um, one of you really just has an SEC West affiliation. I mean, one of us one of us has multiple NFC East jerseys, and then a third that is uh, uh, a Pro Bowl jersey for a player on that NFC East team, um, or maybe. Anyways, the the point is, the NFC East is very bad this year. And Kevin expressed some excitement about it, but I think the excitement is very different than what Max is talking about. And I think that led us to, um, you know, how we can enjoy these these bad things. I, I mean, Kevin, uh, you know, tell us a little bit more about your your interest in the NFC East as as it's currently heading. Yeah, I. I... So I don't even think it has anything to do with the fact that my team is in the NFC East. I just think it's funny when the quirks of how uh, things are set up that you just get like these aberrations where there's just such a level of incompetence. And like just because of these arbitrary divisions, one of these teams is going to make the playoffs over a team that might actually be decent. And once it gets to a point where it's like bad, I just want it to be like as bad as possible just to... I, I don't know. It's I don't know if I can explain it really, but it would be the same thing as I also get a kick out of the seeing the record that the the eight seed in the East in the NBA gets because it's always like way worse than like the twelfth best team in the West, and so I just wanted to be as bad as possible. I don't know. You know, as someone here who's the who's the person who uh, you know, Sean, I think you'll point out, I'm the one who will say. Uh, okay, we need to redo the tile, and I want to blow up the whole kitchen. Kevin, what you're saying is you want to see the system blown up, and you're you're interested in the results. I think of a five and eleven team going into the playoffs and making this look dumb. Well, Sean says there's something different here. No, no, that's not that's not what is happening at all. Kevin is arguing that the tile is slippery. And rather than fixing the tile so that the bathroom is safe, he wants to keep inviting people into the bathroom while he sits up on the counter with a tub of popcorn and watches them slip and fall and crack their goddamn heads open. But in Kevin's case, chaos is not a ladder. He just wants the chaos. Correct. Some men he wants just to see the result. The world burn. The world burn. Yes, yes. Now, I, and I think I mean watching. And, and sorry, that chaos, sorry. Just to be, just to make this all clear, I have no interest in actually watching the games on the field. Exactly. Just, that's, you just, that's where I was going to draw. Just want to subject difference. other people to yes. it. You don't even want. You just want to know in the back of your mind. This this is even worse. You just want to know in the back of your mind. That someone had to go to the emergency room because of your slippery bathroom tile. <laughs> that's that's I'm, all you I'm want. I'm slipping that's around on the tile. Profoundly whacked. Yeah. But but anyway, uh, so so it's a, it's an interesting parallel to like liking bad movies. I mean, the the main difference there is obviously that 
like who gets into the NFL playoffs is a zero sum game. And if the five and 11 winner of the NFC East makes the playoffs, it means that there's like a, a, you know, nine and seven team from another division that didn't make it. And so like that is very problematic in, in my opinion, if, if what we think that sports playoffs are, are supposed to do is to decide who the best team is. But if you just happen to like watching, um, you know, like what, what, what is the, the battleship movie? Is it USS Indianapolis? Is that the one? That's right. Like no one is harmed by that except no. maybe the people that you forced to watch it with you. Yeah. Um, but, but that's, that is a, a badness that goes away and, and, and you can watch a better movie the next night. You can watch a better movie right after it if you want to. Um, and, and you still have those options available to you. So like, I think that, um, I, I'm a person I've taken a lot of, uh, anti liking bad things, stances in my life. Um, and, and I'm 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 trying to let go of a lot of them uh, because uh, you know, f- with some exceptions, I think the the general approach of like what you like, who cares, is a good one. Um, but but I also I recall, you know, when when we were all in college, like you know, I, a lot of our friends were were very. Uh, kind of diametrically opposed to to me in that regard, and and like made a point to go out of their way to watch only bad things, or certainly what felt like only bad things, and that I just had a really bad time with that. So so like I I think I've <clears throat> I think I've I've been finding balance in the last few years and like letting letting some some glorious trash into my life like you know Emily and I have watched a great deal of abhorrent reality television in the last year um you know I I don't know if you've ever uh if you've ever watched an episode of the Love After Lockup uh franchise but man it is uh it's it's a roller coaster ride yeah. So I, I think that there's uh, – thinking back to you know what – so reality TV I think is a little bit different. But I do see in, in this NFC East example and some of the stuff that I know you enjoy, Max, um, ultimately these are both instances of professionals in that field. There, I know that there are professional reality show people in, in a way, people who are trying to be a reality personality. But, you know, Nicolas Cage – as a common example, and you know, pick your NFC East player, Carson Wentz. Those are both professionals. They they're in their fields. But I think Max and and maybe you're getting this point. It's very different in like wanting to watch Carson Wentz play professionally in this bad environment versus watching Nicolas Cage be his professional self in a bad environment. I, I think that those are very different things to. And maybe you disagree on. And you get in there and your ability to enjoy it. Maybe. I mean, I don't know that they're really that different at the end of the day. Everything that we're talking about is an entertainment product. 
And I think they mm-hmm. all follow this kind of U-shaped curve where on the top left or whatever is just mm-hmm. really good quality things. Those are your best pictures. Those are your amazing songs. Those are your, your Breaking Bad TV shows. Those are your really good, you know, football games. You have things down at the bottom that are just totally bad but have no redeeming qualities. These are apparently movies like Holiday and Epic Movie. Um, I don't really have many song examples, but I'm sure we could think of some. And then these are mm. these are like football games where it's just like it's zero three and it's just a, like a drug. It's just a boring game. But then you kind of go back up, and I think this is really what we're talking about. And it, it follows any of them where you have things that are so bad that they just you can't help but you can't look away. There, it's too entertaining. And then that's where you have movies like the room and Nicolas Cage movies. You have football games. Like when, if Carson Wentz throws three interceptions in a row, like that's so bad that it's hard not to watch and get entertained. Oh, from or like how bad or they when, are. when the Falcons lost to the Cowboys earlier this year, where the Falcons yeah, were up a bunch exactly. and the Cowboys came back. They're both bad teams. Exactly. But that, but that and game it was, was super absolutely more entertaining than there's, there've been plenty of football games that were definitely a better quality football game but we're less entertaining than that game that's a great example yeah so so we're, you're talking about things that are high entertainment but maybe quality in some term of like well crafted is is very is very low which i think the entertainment uh, enjoyment is person to person but like i think can be entertaining even though it's it's bad i will i will definitely can see that and to your point sean I have definitely been a lot of times, I think, upset about when people are enjoying bad things. But the thing I come back to, and it's really more films, whereas, you know, an NFC East player, these are professional people, and I expect them to do their jobs a certain way. If you are in a movie and you are a young actor, I mean, I'm looking at, I wrote a note down, uh, I don't know how his first name is pronounced, but Ahmed Best is the person who played Jar Jar Binks. You know, what is he supposed to do? He's always going to be connected to that. But he was given that role. I mean, maybe you take the role, but like you, you do what is in front of you and the character is very flawed and it's not really his fault that it's a poorly written character. And that's, that's what I feel weird about when something is bad or the unintentional humor of laughing at someone who is not trying to be funny but like that's just how the movie was made. You only have so much control. Yeah, that's that's an interesting one. And and that example specifically is is one that notorious. Well, is notorious. But oddly enough, like that's a movie where he played like a he played a CGI character essentially. Like you never saw Ahmed Best's face in Phantom Menace, like on on some level, that shouldn't have wrecked his career. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't know. That, I, I, have, I don't know that it, if it did, it certainly shouldn't have had to. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, but but even I mean, look, the Phantom Menace is a trash fire. It's really bad. It's a very bad movie. <laughs> you know, there's a. Um, <clears throat> there, there's a, a Patton Oswalt bit from uh, from an old special where he talks about how if he if he had access to a time machine, the great historical atrocity that he would have prevented 
was that he would have gone back in time to 1993 and killed George Lucas with a shovel before he could make the prequels. Uh, and and be, because what those movies represent is a fundamental misunderstanding on George Lucas's part of what the Star Wars audience wanted. We we were talking about Star Wars movies earlier today, and and I said. Darth Vader probably needs some backstory because in 1977, yeah, 1977, you get parachuted into the Star Wars universe and are immediately told this is the baddest man in the entire universe. And like you probably should know why. Like it would be useful to know why in a way that I don't think understanding Han Solo's backstory is particularly helpful. But to to continue to to crib from this Pat Oswalt bit, you know his his description his analogy for what the prequels do is uh, George Lucas asking uh, you know a, a young child, would you like a, a a delicious bowl of ice cream, and then handing the kid a bag of rock salt because you need rock salt for the process of making ice cream. And just like nobody really wanted, oh, Darth Vader got taken, you know, Anakin Skywalker got taken away from his mother and it made him very sad and that made him evil. And so like there, there's a level, there's a level of bad that comes from like trying to do something and failing. Mm -hmm. And there's a level of bad that's more entertaining like the room is not intended the room was not intended to be a comedy it was intended to be a serious dramatic film but it was just a total farce because Tommy Wiseau is this really bizarre guy who speaks in an odd way that's kind of hard to wrap your head around and the dialogue is all stilted and nothing makes sense and it's very overwrought and it's kind of like the equivalent of you know if you shot the shower scene in Psycho and as Norman Bates is pulling back the curtain he slipped on a banana peel and fell down but yeah that's but like the phantom menace said here's what we'll do. We'll take this, you know, this epic sci-fi franchise about a battle between good and evil for the fate of the universe. And we'll turn it into a couple hours of C-SPAN. Also with some really gross Jewish stereotypes built in, in the form of the character Watto. So just like everything about that was wrong and nothing about it was wrong in a funny way. So, uh, you know, one thing you mentioned, Max, and, and I think having kind of established like where you can make something that is not, you know, not intended to be funny and is, is just bad and is, is really, I think in some ways, a thing that is problematic is bad because it's problematic. It's poorly crafted. But you also mentioned music, which is not something I thought about 
before as mm-hmm. being bad and being entertainingly bad. I, I think I just stay away from it. I, I, I think that sometimes I'll listen to indie music and it's it's a me problem where it's unintentionally humorous because people are maybe taking things too seriously and then I laugh at it. But I think you're talking about something a little bit different and I'm curious about that. I'm talking about a few different things. First of all, there's the obvious, which is things like Rebecca Black song Friday. Um, mm-hmm. We could analyze that over an entire podcast. We should. I don't think the song think is actually <laughs> that much worse than other pop songs, but it was given a bad rap because of how it was produced. It is worse, but is it really <laughs> that much worse than like some of the Black Eyed Peas songs that came out in that were pop, like that were chart stoppers? It, it's not. It's an it's interesting. Really it's an interesting question. Um, I might be inclined to disagree is. with you, but I, I get what you're. I get where you're coming from. But I'm talking about things like. Um, songs by like pop songs by pitbull that i get way too much enjoyment out of but i think are are maybe bad and then i'm also talking about things like a lot of like tom petty and the heartbreaker songs oh you shut your mouth no No, that's what i wanted to bring up from the beginning when i said sometimes your brain gets confused i think like some of those songs are so and maybe 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 this doesn't even mean bad but they're just so like simple musically Yes. Like three words, and then his whole. There's one. One of his songs has a guitar solo that I think only has five. Just literally, not even five notes. Like just five. Yeah, five strums, and that's the whole solo. Like, again, I don't know if that's bad, but like, it's not impressive. Okay, that's kind of laughable. You're laughing no, that's... at it. I I think. The, I I don't think everyone's I, laughing at it. Is the issue? I think that. Yeah. Yeah, we need something here. Like uh, I. Listen, I'm not going to watch The Room, but but everybody, you know, I, I know everybody laughs at it. And I watched Clue recently, which it, it, there's there's like sometimes there's this. Yeah, it, it's 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 expert in bad it's, things. it's it's someone in my in my household's uh, one of their favorite movies. So I said I would watch it. But but there's a I will say to like with everybody laughing, Kevin, to your point. I think sometimes things are there's a self-awareness of this is going to be bad but it's going to be very entertaining. Like I, I didn't yeah. love it, but I there was a lot of entertainment value in it. But but I'm a, a you know a a douche who who likes to watch black and white foreign films and was like, "Oh, I'd rather watch, you know, uh you know, a I'd rather watch I think it's called Winter Light, which is just a Bergman movie." And like no one needs to do that. Um, so I think that, you know, Max, your music example is kind of hard because because maybe there's not for Tom Petty. A lot of people are are thinking he's great and you just kind of grit it and accept, oh, maybe not his strongest song. Um, whereas like I think about when I've weirdly revisited uh, like MGMT's first album or our Kid Cudi's first album. Like I remember really enjoying it. And now I feel like with a group of people my age will probably laugh at liking that. And I don't know that the artists are self-aware, but it's probably bad. Yeah, Max. Yeah, I just I'll think I'll defend it. Maybe maybe Tom Petty was a bad example because Tom Petty's music maybe isn't bad. Maybe it's really just some of it is just kind of stupid. <laughs> oh man, Florida I, man, I, I'm not I'm not here for this Tom Petty slander. Um, I, yeah, I love but, Tom Petty, <laughs> but but I I think I so I think the I think there's a a really important distinction between. Pitbull and Pierce what you're talking about which is um 
you know, Pitbull, Pitbull's music is the Fast and the Furious franchise. It exists for one very specific purpose. It is to cause... It is to cause butts to move in directions that they don't typically move on a day-to-day basis. That's the whole... That is the be-all, end-all of Pitbull's music. And, you know, you're, you're going to run into trouble if you try to... If you try to like analyze Pitbull songs, like if you try to analyze Timber through a critical lens, you're gonna have a bad time. But what you're talking about, I... Pierce, is the Phantom Menace. You're talking about music that took itself seriously and represented yeah. itself as something that merited higher scrutiny but totally does not hold up to it. Yeah, that is very different. And and Kevin, Sean mentioned Fast and the Furious. You brought this up before we started. Mm-hmm. And I've I've I don't think I've consumed a whole movie of theirs, and certainly not I past like the second one. I th- oh no, and I've I think seen they're Tokyo on a couple times. Approximate, approximately twelve, but like. Did those start out as being kind of earnest and now have grown to be like we are just an entertainment vehicle? Let's do crazy stuff with our with our vehicles. Yeah, so I for me I think part of the reason I can enjoy them is that they are self-aware. And my impression of what happened was that they made the first movie and the first movie was popular, but I I found that the first movie fell into the bottom of the U shape. It was like this is mm-hmm. kind of it takes itself a little too seriously. It's kind of stupid. And then they kind of, they made another one. They're like, okay, we'll put it in Miami and like, uh, there'll be a bunch of like hot girls and like more cars. And then people didn't really like it. And they're like, okay, well now we'll do like Tokyo Drift, like really get back into like the street racing, like uh, lingo and stuff. And then that didn't work. And they were like, okay, I guess what people thought was great was that in the first movie, we were trying to make these like street racers into like action heroes and so then they just kind of like tripled down on that and then every movie just make them make these like street racers do these crazy things and become like the world heroes uh and i think that once they kind of stopped taking themselves seriously the movies really got a lot better and went to the top of the u-shaped curve they understood that that they were pitbull yes and they didn't at first and that and that's kind of my question to you, Max, is someone who, who looks for that other end of the curve or I'm I'm looking for a movie on the other end of the curve from you. So I'm asking someone who maybe doesn't understand. But who tells you it, – it's probably not one person – but who tells you that this movie is actually on the other side of the curve? Because Tommy Wiseau has, has been making the rounds for years now at re, move, random movie theaters telling people this movie is on the other end of the curve and it is now – you know come to be basically a biopic about his making of the movie but like that is where i also get a little concerned which is maybe the actors in the other movie are not benefiting in the way that that tommy is by saying no this is actually on max's end of the curve and you should be laughing at what is otherwise an earnest movie i mean kid cuddy's not going to be like hey go laugh at my first output because he's about to make man on the moon three or something allegedly yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really know how to identify that material. Um, I think you maybe 
have to. So there, there's plenty of bad material, and thanks to gargantuans like Nullfolks, we're getting more and more every day. There's probably of every ten um, movies that that company makes, there's probably eight of them that are bad, bad. There's probably one that is good or decent, and one that is so bad that it's kind of entertaining. <laughs> Shouts and to Bright. Yeah, as long as people are, are <clears throat> consuming that, I think that it'll make the rounds. If people are, again, it comes down to entertainment. If people are entertained by something, you'll probably yeah. hear about it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's all I would say about that. Yeah, I, I mean, I think, and oh, go ahead, Kevin. So I was gonna say, I think one another example outside of like media that maybe Pierce you can appreciate more is like the that like Skittles IPA. Yeah, that was, it, was, it was so bad, but it was so entertaining too. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think share. it was. I think it was actually. Where is it was actually Lucky? Where charms. is the Lucky Charm? Oh, it, this is. The oh, same I, sorry, Lucky yeah. Charms. My bad. Yeah. Oh, there was but, nothing but there was... entertaining. I I disagree. There was not a single thing entertaining about that beer at all. It was just, it was just a disaster. <laughs> it was deeply unpleasant to drink. I enjoyed the hubbub around it um, because I actually like left ba- basically I don't think I left work, but I I think I was working from home and left working from home to go get it. Oh, and God. Uh, you that was sorry. so there there was an entertainment, but it was it was ridiculous. It's like <clears throat> but there's a very uh, I just feel like there's some person who has to say like as we just did. Which is that was really funny and entertaining because it was bad and we expected it to be entertaining or good in a, in a different way. And I think going back to football, you know, Kevin with with the NFC East, for it to be for the good outcome or the entertaining outcome you want, it has to be bad in a way that you can't appreciate until it's all over. Because um, if one team ekes it out and somehow goes seven and nine like all that badness is just gonna have been bad bad as opposed to entertaining bad because there have been seven and nine teams that have made the playoffs before so i think my i want to wait on it because if you're seven and nine you're just a jeff fisher professional which is you're bad and obstinate about being bad and you're george lucas and you're like no 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 this is this was my plan you just you you should appreciate it because i am a man of esteem and we have enough of those people, and they suck. So, I mean, that was that was a little too much. But I, I just, I think that that's that's my concern with. Whereas a Nicolas Cage movie, you know that he is going to give his all uh, to to whatever is written for his part, and it's going Whereas to be completely I don't know, insane. Yeah, I just watched Moonstruck. It was completely insane. I don't know that he was good or bad, but it was incredible. And you know, Kevin, I just. The script has not fully been written on the NFC East yet, and you could really be let down with a bad, bad situation of just mediocrity. Well, and, and that's, yeah, and that's well, the I, thing. I, it, you, there's the difference between watching a bad finished product that you already know is bad and watching something mm-hmm. bad in process. It probably I, – I would, I would much rather watch The Room than to have, like, been – you know, have been on the crew of that movie and spent every day on set watching it get made and wondering if my career was going to be over because of it. Yeah. 
And then yeah, finding and out after the fact that, that my I career not... probably was over. Yeah, and the big thing with the football game is that like I'm like I would I don't want to watch. It's the way that I engage with the NFL right now is just by reading box scores, and so I'm just looking for patterns to get excited about because I don't really care if the Colts beat the Chargers, you know. But uh-huh. it gives me like a continuing story. I don't have a fantasy team, so it gives me like a continuing story to get excited about. No, that'd be that'd be me watching and getting excited when Carson Wentz is trying to take the Eagles back. With a fourth and four and throws an interception in the end zone. <laughs> yes, well, you you have invested in the badness, so that's on you, Max. Story for another day. <laughs> <laughs> but but I mean, I, I will say as as you know, if as we wrap up, Max, if we are going to enjoy bad media, um, besides just the oeuvre of Nicolas Cage, are there any other good places to start? We've mentioned the room. We've mentioned Nicolas Cage. Um, always being a professional, and by that I mean being maybe an alien. Speaking of people who may be aliens, are, are there any other very bad things that are high entertainment value? I mean, along the same vein as like kind of Fast and Furious, where they're like bad, but they're not really taking themselves seriously. They're just absurd action. Um, I really like Steven Seagal's Under Siege series. Um, each one is essentially Steven Seagal fighting infinite he's retired and then he has to come back and fight kill infinite enemies to save the world and when i say infinite i mean he just come it's just him killing infinite like stupid henchmen for an hour and a half so those are like bad but yeah they're they're fun and yeah i own them on dvd if anyone wants to borrow them <laughs> nothing says this is a ba- this is bad if if like you have a dvd of it it's like oh a history of of dubious investments, as it were. Yeah, it was in the two for like two for five dollar Walmart bin fifteen oh, years hell ago. Oh yeah, there you go. That's that's where you should be looking. For the question is really high, why high have I moved it like six apartments at this point? That yeah. that I would argue that's where you should be placing your entertainment wagers. I'll I'll leave I'll leave with this. I I recall one Nicolas Cage movie that is that is bad. Uh, when I was in high school, and this must have been early days of YouTube, I'd never find find it. But there was someone in one of like my AP English classes, and he submitted for an end of the year project a video he made, and it was called Wicker Man. It and he takes a Wicker Man DVD and it just says need a coaster Wicker Man it and does everything with it except it's like. But never play this movie. Just use it for all these other things. Um, and, you know, if if nothing else, there's the humor in these DVDs. So oh I was reminded of that. Yeah. And, and Pierce, this is also, again, why you don't you don't want Blockbuster to be a thing. Because you could go there and Max could be the guy that is suggesting you a movie instead of an algorithm that is that knows that you would not enjoy uh, that movie. This is This is true. <laughs> On that horrifying dystopian note, I think it's maybe time that we wrap up and move on to Pierce is Sorry. What are you apologizing for today? Yeah, so I was preparing stuff for um, Thanksgiving last week, and I'm I'm very content with with myself in that the the items that I made um, really took the time to – I mean, I've got nothing else to do, so like, quote-unquote, made it from scratch, including – making all the stock for the stuff I brought from scratch. So I had a chicken stock going. I also had a celeriac stock, which is basically just celery root, um, which is a Maddie Matheson recipe from Homestyle Cookery. 
really good, lovely smelling stock, amazing color. Um, so I'm wrapping up and I'm following directions. And ultimately, I'm apologizing for following directions because he says in the recipe to add a ton of salt to this. And fortunately, I kind of like have the recipe, so I used less, but it's stock. I'm like, I've never added salt to stock before, but he said to do it, so I'm going to do it. Killed a lot of the flavor of the stock. I was able to dilute it, and I was able to come back out, and like, you don't have to salt whatever you're using it in. But I was really sad that by following directions, I tainted an otherwise exemplary vegetable stock, which I will make again, um, by adding a ton of salt to a thing I would never normally add salt to. So, um, that is all to say we are pro-reading, but um, when you're making stock, make sure you taste it before adding salt. Okay. Uh, good, good to know. Um, little, yes. little surprise there wasn't a preemptive apology for subjecting someone to the Phantom Menace tonight, but, you know, there's there'll be time for that. Yet. Oh, no, no. I, I am not the one uh, requesting to watch the Phantom Menace. <laughs> It is. It is not me completing the 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 completest attitude is is what's going on, and I respect that. So, someone yeah. should tell Rooney that it's not worth watching. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. yeah just say you can watch it. I'm going on a walk. But that's the thing. It yeah. could be you. Is and I think there's maybe a, a philosophical argument to be made that that is your responsibility. But whatever. Yeah. Save the children. Save <laughs> the children. <laughs> Yeah, you, you should definitely watch it. It's going to be terrible, but whatever. It's 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 part of a larger piece, and so you can still appreciate the larger piece around it. Um, okay, well, we will close the show with a big idea from pop culture. Uh, and I... Uh, going back to the prestige quality end of the spectrum... Uh, I wound up going to Charlottesville for Thanksgiving so I could see my brother and a couple of his law school roommates. Uh, and that was really nice. But I ended up coming back a little earlier than I thought because they were all kind of shifting into finals mode. And was like, there's not a, a ton of reason for me to stick around here for an extra day. Uh, so I found myself back in Maryland with lots of time on my hands and decided to spend basically most of the weekend finally playing The Last of Us. Oh. Uh, which is very good. Um, also, deeply, deeply a bummer, and, and to the point where I uh, I decided to give up about three quarters of the way through the game because I just didn't didn't you know didn't want to keep subjecting myself to how bleak it was anymore I mean the you know it's a game it's a game set amidst a terrifying global pandemic uh, that lasts for 20 years mm. uh, continuously and is a based on a horrifying mutated fungal infection 
that essentially turns people into... I don't know a better way to put it besides mushroom zombies. Uh, and it's... Uh, I think it's one of those things where, where in hindsight, I kind of wish that rather than having spent money on the game and played it, I had just like invested 10 hours in watching a playthrough on YouTube. I feel like I would have been better off having done that. Um uh, mm because I could then have bailed out at any point rather than, you know, doing that thing where even though I'm like, this is bleak and I don't know if I like this <laughs> story, the story is kind of making me sad. I'm like, oh, but I want to beat the level. I'm going to keep trying again. Uh, but I am I am ultimately glad I did it because I, the the impetus was that uh Sony was having its Black Friday sale and I was trying to decide whether I wanted to get The Last of Us 2 which came out this year to uh pretty staggeringly good reviews um and and it playing this weekend helped me make my decision not to spend more money on it uh, because I just don't need more pandemic-related bummers in my life right now. <laughs> so, uh, that said, if you don't mind bleak and you like, you know, survival horror-type games and somehow still haven't played The Last of Us and have a PlayStation, it's really good. It's really good. It's just it just turned out to not be really good in a way that like ticked all my boxes. Uh but but maybe you will like it more than I did. So you know, I, I believe in I believe in giving giving people a chance to discover what they enjoy for themselves. On that note, we will say goodbye because that is the end of the show. You can find us at our home on the web, www.prettyokpod.com. You can subscribe to the podcast feed on your device and podcatcher of choice. If you do that, please leave a rating, review, comment, that sort of thing, or just tell a friend about the show. We'd love to share it with them as well. We'll be back again next week to talk about something else. Until then, I'm Sean. I'm Pierce. I'm Max. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening.